Hey, Virginia, did you know the law protects patients from surprise medical bills? Insurance companies and hospitals post cost information online. You can request a good faith estimate three days ahead of hospital care. Know your rights as a healthcare consumer. Visit controlyourcare.com to learn more about patient-focused healthcare laws. Controlyourcare.com can help empower your healthcare decisions. Paid for by the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We put the power of prayer. Looks like, there we go. Now we're up everywhere. Come on in, everybody. Speak to me as you come in tonight and let me know where you are watching from. Where you are watching from, it's Monday night. You already know what time it is. It is time to pray. Come on in, everybody, every platform, and let me know where you're watching from. And make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved. When you share, people get saved. And to God be the glory, we are knocking at the door of over, this is amazing to me, of almost 2,500 people that have given their lives to the Lord so far this year alone. So to God be the Lord for that. London, welcome. Mississippi, welcome. Lawrenceville, Georgia, that's ATL, welcome. Michigan, shalom to you on Aurora, welcome. Come on in, everybody, everywhere on every platform and share. When you share, people get saved. Let me just simply say thank you to you all uh, for uh, your prayers and all of that. Uh, I am back in Denver here just as a, oh my goodness, maybe an hour and a half, I guess two hours ago, back in Denver. And uh, we had an amazing weekend this past weekend. Um, we did a Sunday service uh, this past evening in Atlanta. It was amazing. People came to the Lord and uh, all of the feedback has been so amazing about how people got their fire back. And, uh, and to God be the glory for that. <clears throat> so that was fantastic. This upcoming Sunday, I have one combined experience in Denver at 9.15 and then in, um, in Atlanta in the evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. If you saw, uh, if you saw either experience for Sunday, part one in the morning or part two in the evening, just drop, I already see y'all dropping fire. Service was fire. I already see you responding in the comments. God met us in a powerful way, and uh, I'm excited about that. Bronx, New York, Jackie from Florida, welcome. Come on, LaShawn says, I got my fire back. Come on here. All right, Christy's got fire in the comments. Praise God for that. Sandy Springs is in the building, Aurora, more Sandy Springs. That's Atlanta. Um, God certainly met us, and it was incredible at both of them. And let me say uh, thank you. So I, because of the flight schedule, because of the flight schedule, it was my intention to be in Denver in the morning and then be able to fly out uh, this up to, uh, the afternoon. Um, the particular airline that had that flight, they removed that flight with their fall rollout. And so uh, we're anticipating that uh, I'll be able to use a combination of, of in-person and what I did in Denver on Sunday. So we're anticipating being able to do all of that. But of course, I'll be back in person in Denver, this Wednesday Night Live, for Wednesday Night Live Bible study, and of course, online. We are a hybrid church, so we're buildings and online, and so we thank God for that, and thank God for all of my amazing team in Denver. I was given nothing but great reports that everything 
went well. And so to God be the glory for that. And then um, to free me um, to be able to be in Atlanta as we begin to build our team there in the Atlanta area. And so, again, I'll be in Denver this Wednesday night in person, 3590 Grape Street uh, and online. And then this upcoming Sunday, we'll be in Denver in the morning and then we'll be in Atlanta in the evening. All right, listen, let's go, let's go, let's go. So guys, um, <clears throat> as we get ready to pray, I need you to share. Let me give you a couple of quick more announcements real quick too, before we get going. I feel like the announcements quick tonight. Uh, if you grew up old school, our, our old school church, you remember they had the announcements clips. And then Atlanta next week, Victoria, you make sure you come see us in Atlanta next Sunday night at 6 o'clock in the Eastern time. Watched online from Stone Mountain. Come on. Did it bless you? That's awesome. Um, we had tons that were online, tons that were in the building. Um, we had to add seats also. And so to God, be the Lord for all of that. What's most important is that people came to the Lord. And we are doing the work to birth something. You all are literally watching faith in action uh, because we are stepping out on faith to obey God to reach more people. I'm not doing this for any other reason except to be obedient. Can you just type that in the comments, lock obedience in me? Can you type that? God has to lock obedience in you. So even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's different, even when it comes against what your norm is, God has got to lock obedience in you. So you're getting to see a faith walk in action. You're getting to see obedience in action. You're getting to say, in fact, today, this morning, uh, this morning, I received a, a message. And Ray says it was on fire. I received a message um, this morning about how um, they, a person was notified that another pastor had just walked away, stepped away from ministry uh, after many years of consistency. And and just walked away. And I said, I understand how that happens. I understand 1,700 pastors quit the ministry every single month. And hear me, it's not just about success, because success can mean, listen, there are multimillionaires, um, billionaires that commit suicide. So money alone cannot be what the success is. You ready? Numbers alone cannot be success. Can I get you to just put this in the screen and say success is bigger than that? Because success means I gotta, I, there's got to be fulfillment. Success means there's got to be purpose with it. Success means it's got to be much more than just um, some of those things that the world and people and look at and they <clears throat> call that success. And so in understanding that um, you are literally watching obedience in action, you're watching faith in action. And th this morning, um, the message that I received is that, you know, this pastor is doing this and all of that. And he said, this is, it really inspires me to see you continue to press forward in a day where other people are just throwing their hands up and saying, bye, whatever, and giving up. And, and, said, and knowing all of the resistance that you face to do this. Um, and I want to pray. I want to pray tonight. So we're going to start prayer. We're going to start a little different tonight. I'm going to pray for those of you where you've been dealing with some resistance. And I got one scripture that we're going to move forward in prayer. I got one scripture that I did a reel on it the other day. This scripture is blessing me like no other scripture is blessing me right now. Um, but in that, I want to pray for those that have been dealing with some resistance. Wave at me in the comments if you've been dealing with some resistance in any area of your life. Resistance. Um, most people misinterpret resistance. And they think resistance means that they are to stop. Um, and it could be, but more often than not, resistance is really your indication that there's about to be some major results in that area of your life. You have to ask yourself the question, why in the world would the enemy oppose you? Why would he come against you? See, if I was David, I'd be asking myself the question, why is Goliath talking to me like that? 
Um, if I was the Hebrews, I'd be saying, why is Pharaoh coming against us like that? In fact, the Bible says that Pharaoh said, let us deal with them shrewdly, lest they become more numerous than us and they begin to oppress us. In other words, you got to hear me. Pharaoh had discerned something about them they hadn't learned about themselves. And I need you to hear me. There's something about you that your resistance is the answer to. I'm going to back it up and say it again. And we're going to go into prayer about this. We're going to go into prayer about this. There is something about you that your resistance is the answer to. What do you mean the resistance is the answer? Your resistance is really an answer to prayer. Let's go. Father, let us see how our resistance is really an answer to prayer. Because resistance, what it does is it points us to a place we're going to have results. But resistance not only, not only, does not only point us to a place we're going to have results, but resistance also reveals what's in us. Resistance reveals the level of great that's in us. If we have little resistance, then that means there's little greatness in us. There's no need for Satan to oppose it. But if we have great resistance, this means there is great, there is, it's revealing something that is great on the inside of us. The Bible says, for we have this treasure in earthen vessels that were hard pressed, that were crushed, that we have all of these things that are against us, but we are not destroyed. We are not cast down. Lord, let resistance reveal the greatness that's from the inside of us. It, in fact, is an answer. It, in fact, is an answer. And so we tell you tonight, God, thank you for resistance. Thank you for everything that's come against us because with resistance, we grow strength. With resistance, we increase our resolve. With resistance, we learn how to fight. The Bible says in Psalm that the Lord teaches us and he trains us, he trains us for battle. That is Psalm 144. And one, the Lord trains our hands for war and our fingers for battle. How does he train us? He trains us through resistance. He trains us through resistance. So we tell you, thank you. Thank you for every wind that pushed against us. Thank you for every challenge that came against us. Thank you for everything that tried to block, stop, hinder, impede, uh, interfere. We say thank you because we are mature. Come on, y'all. We are mature in prayer, which means we are not those that simply pray for you to get it out of the way. We are those that say, if it's going to be in the way, it's, we're going to maximize it. If it's going to try to oppose us, we know that there's opportunity. If it's going to try to stop us, we know that there's something you want to start innocent through us. And for this, we tell you, thank you. Thank you for resistance tonight. God, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. We pray tonight, God. You forgive us for sin. That's where we've missed the mark. Forgive us for iniquity. This is generational sin. It's been passed down and around. And forgive us tonight, God, for transgression. This is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right and what we knew to be truthful. And tonight, God, we simply say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you because you are faithful. We say thank you because you are just. We say thankful. Thank you. Because you are the God that always takes care of us. And for that, we give you glory. Can I just get you to take 10 seconds tonight, whatever platform you're on, and just release a praise in the comments. Release something that lets the Lord know that you love him in the comments right now. Release something in the comments to just tell him he is your king. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the great I am. 
and beside him there is none other come on every platform let's start prayer off tonight just telling him thank you we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise we are thankful unto you god and we bless your holy name because you're incredible you're invincible you're almighty you are the god that sits on the circle of the earth you are the god that created not just this world, but the scripture says you created the worlds. And for that, we tell you thank you. We tell you that you are a healer. You are a way maker. You are our shepherd. You are the God that fights for us. You are the God that protects us. You are the God that puts a hedge around us. You are the God that ensures all things work together for our good. And we thank you. You are our God. God means source. We tell you, you are our source. A job is not our source. Uh, money is not our source. Uh -uh, uh -uh. People are not our source. You are our source. This means anything that we need, it emanates from you. You may use somebody to get it to us, but it emanates from you. You may use somebody to bless us, but it emanates from you. And for this, God, we tell you thank you tonight. In the name of Jesus, forgive us not only for sin, where we missed the mark. Forgive us for iniquity, where we have practiced generational sin that's been passed down and around but in addition to that god we ask that you would forgive us for transgression this is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right and for that we say thank you in the name of jesus we pray amen 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 hey listen guys whatever platform you have when you come in make sure that you share when you share people get saved and again as i've already made reference to almost 4500 people so far this year have given their lives to the Lord, and so to God be the Lord for that. All right, so listen, let me give you this scripture at the onset of prayer tonight, because we talked about resistance. Can you just put resistance in the comments? Resistance. You're trying to go one direction. You have literally what we've been preaching about all month. You have antagonism. You have hostility. You have opposition. It's resistance. Um, when you go to the gym, if, if you want to begin to tone your body, it is not enough to simply do cardio, right? It's not enough to just get your heart going. You're going to have to have some resistance training, which means you're literally going to have to intentionally put something against your muscles so your muscle grows. You're going to have to intentionally put something. See, watch me. How do you do a bicep curl? Which means I have weight that's pushing down here, but I pull against the weight. How do you do a tricep press? I have weight that's up here that I got to push down to here. How do you do a bench press? I have weight that's here that I got to lift up here. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is that God has been intentionally allowing resistance to build your strength. Father, you have been building our strength up through resistance. You are the God that builds us up. The scripture says that you will perfect those things that concerns us, which means not just those things that concern us. You are the God that will perfect us. To perfect means you will make us better. It takes resistance to build strength. And many, when we pray for strength, the answer to strength is resistance. The answer to strength is resistance. You are the God that would allow resistance so that our strength can build. You are the God that would allow things to come against us so we can see how powerful we are. And for that, we tell you, thank you. You're building up our strength. Come on. You're building up our praise. You're building up our worship. Here it is. You're building up our relationship with you. All of the songs that we read and we quote and that we sing songs about, these were songs, most of them, that were written in places of resistance. 
So when David says, uh, 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 my enemy desires to eat my flesh, he's talking about the resistance that he's dealing with. When he talks about, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's talking about the resistance he's dealing with, which means it was his resistance that built his relationship with you. Come on here. Resistance reveals what's in us. Resistance builds our relationship with you. And we tell you, thank you for that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Resistance teaches us how to be repetitive. In other words, how to keep doing the same thing and begin to see uh, persistence build up in us. Begin to do the same thing and see consistency build up in us. And for that, we say thank you. Come on here, y'all. Please say thank God for my resistance. Thank God for my resistance. I know it doesn't feel good, but it's working for your good. It's resistance. It is resistance. Do you not know? That the Bible says every single time, we're going to spend a lot of time in this in prayer tonight, that every, do me a favor, share whatever platform you are. When you share, people can say, TikTok, tap the screen, um, YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and all that. Y'all make sure that y'all share and like. There's way more y'all watching than have shared and like. And IG, use the little triangle at the bottom and you make sure that you share. Do you not know that the Bible says that there were times when the Lord sent Moses to go to Pharaoh to let the people go. Look at me. If you read your Bible, you'll discover that there were times Pharaoh was ready to let them go. Erica, the Bible says, but God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. It's a wolf. I see somebody. It's a wolf. Right? God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Do you hear what I just said? God. Pharaoh was like, okay, fine. Y'all can go. But it was the Lord that said, no, they need some more resistance. And the Bible makes it clear. Watch me, that there were 10 plagues. So I put 10 in the comments. What are we in the midst of? 10 days of awe. There were 10 plagues. What is 10, the biblical number for? The biblical number, pay attention, the biblical number for divine perfection. In other words, God said, I'm going to allow resistance to everything about you, until everything about you has been divinely perfected. Now, why is it important to understand divine perfection? Because it won't be perfection or perfected or whole is a better word for perfection according to natural standards. It's going to be according to God's standards, which means God says you're going to be exactly what you need to be by the time you get to the other side of this resistance. You're going to talk right. You're going to think right. You're going to speak right. You're going to be exactly in alignment. You'll be in the right place at the right time with the right people. Everything will be right. I am going to divinely perfect you, which means it will not be according to natural perfection. It will be according to divine perfection, which means God says, this is exactly who I need you to be. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It means you're divinely perfect. It means this is exactly who you need to be for this moment. This is exactly who you need to be for this opportunity. Because when you get it, you won't drop it. When you get it, you won't fail. When you get it, you won't be a shooting star that goes up fast but falls even faster. Father, we thank you that just like you did for the Hebrews, you allowed something to be divinely perfected in them. They dealt with these 10 plagues, these 10 delays, these 10 acts of resistance that you were behind. Pharaoh had made it up in his mind that he was going to let them go. And you hardened his heart. You ready? Let's go in prayer. We thank you, God, for every person whose heart you let be hardened against us. Come on, y'all. This is going to be a mature prayer tonight. 
We thank you for every person who you allowed to do us dirty. We thank you for every person you allowed to betray us. We thank you for every person that you allowed to let us down. We thank you for every person that you allowed to disappoint us. We thank you for every circumstance and situation that when we look at it, we say, what is this matter is the Hebrew word. What is this? It was for our divine perfecting. It was necessary. And we are those that are grateful enough and mature enough, or we can tell you, thank you. We're not bitter, come on here. We are not angry. We are not upset. We release our bitterness, our hurt, our pain and unforgiveness according to Mark 11 and 25. We released it tonight. We released it tonight. Can you please put that in the comments? We released it. We're not holding on to it. Because when we hold on to what they did, we will miss what you're doing. When we hold on to what they said, we will miss what you're saying. When we hold on to what they didn't do, we will miss what you're about to do. When we hold on to what they didn't say, we'll miss what you are about to say. So we're not bitter. Come on. We're not angry. We are not upset. Father, we have peace. You are the God that gives us peace and surpasses all understanding. That is the tongue of one that's been healed. Those are the words and these are the prayers of those that have been healed. Because when we are healed, we don't hear the same way. When we are healed, we don't handle things the same way. And so we release it tonight. In these 10 days of awe, we release it tonight in Jesus' name. Can you just put that in the comments? I release, I release, I release, I release. Now, you've heard me mention this phrase, 10 days of awe, a few times. Do me a favor, whatever platform you're on, share. When you share, people get saved. We're knocking at the door of 2,500 salvations this year. So the Bible is based off the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar has seven major feasts that the Bible says are to be honored forever. They're to be honored forever. They didn't stop getting honored when you got to the New Testament, all right? Out of the seven major covenants of Scripture, now one of them is called the Old Covenant, all right? Now most people refer to it and they say, that's Old Testament or that's Old Covenant. Let me, let me help educate because many people are uneducated when it comes to the Word. They're referring to the Mosaic Covenant, which is the covenant of Torah, which had 613 mitzvah plus an approximate 400 other uh, um, uh, what's called oral laws or oral traditions that the rabbis added to help bring context to the 613 <clears throat> that Moses laid out for them. Pay attention. So people will try to throw out everything that they think that they call Old Covenant or Old Testament, and it shouldn't be thrown out because God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Can you say he's the same? He's the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Now, these seven feasts, the Bible says, are to be honored forever. We see this in Leviticus 23. They're to be honored forever. Can you just put forever in the comments? There are four of these feasts in the spring. There are three of these feasts in the fall. On this past Sunday, not yesterday, but the Sunday prior, 17, we began the first of those feasts. The first of those feasts is called the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. It is the beginning of a brand new spiritual year. I've taught on that before. Um, it's not from Genesis 1-1, it's from Genesis 1-2. Between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, there's this chasm of time that allows for the explanation of many things that people say the Bible, well, that's not the Bible. It isn't the Bible. You just have to know how to properly read and interpret the Bible. People say, I just said that the earth is millions of years old. Well, we know that Noah's flood was not the first flood. When the Lord, when the Lord in Genesis, Genesis, the beginning of this age, the beginning of this time, 
All right. Not the beginning of the age. It's not the beginning of time, but the beginning of this age and the beginning of this time. There is a difference um, in understanding that when, when the Lord calls the earth forward, he doesn't create the land. He, the Bible says that he calls the land out of the water, which means this is why when after Noah's flood, the Bible says the Lord makes a covenant. It's called the Noahic covenant with God and with animals, where he says he'll never destroy the earth again by flood. So Noah's flood was not the first flood. So when we talk 5,784 years, listen carefully, we're talking from Genesis 1 and 2, right? Science and God don't contradict one another. There is no science without God, science, knowledge to study. God is omniscience, omniscient is the word, which means he's all-knowing, which means anything that you study will take you back to God. Anything that you look at will eventually take you back to God. Somebody says, well, Bishop, I believe in the Big Bang. Well, who shot it off? Bishop, I believe we came from primordial soup. Well, who put the camels there in the first place? Bishop, I believe we evolved from monkeys. Well, who put the first monkey there? You got to hear me. There's nothing that you can study that will not take you back to God. This is why when people get healed from certain things, they'll say, we can't explain it. Well, I thought you knew everything. Apparently, you don't know everything. And we thank God for doctors and we thank God for medicine and we thank God for technology. But even in medicine and technology and all of that, they will come up with things and say, we cannot explain this. This is because we have a God that watch me that is inexplicable. He is omniscient. He is omnipotent, omnipotent, all-powerful. He is so many things uh, uh, um, that we could name tonight. But I just want to give you some context when we say 5784. So this uh, last Sunday, the 17th, we entered into a brand new spiritual year. The year is 5784. Drop that in the comments. 5784. Four is the biblical number to create, which means the next 12 months, you're about to create a life that you want. I just need you to say, I'll create it. Father, we recognize the significance of the year that we're in. This will be a year where we create the life that we want, where we will not be boxed in by people's expectations, by people's opinions, by the past. We will create, and you're going to create the life that you've ordained for us in Jesus' name, right? 5784. This month of September, and I want to get to this one scripture, and then we'll get to the second half of prayer. Do me a favor, share if you haven't shared yet. So the month of September represents four things. All right, and I'm talking about the 10 days of all that we're in. I'm getting to that. All right, stay with me in prayer. Number one, it is the month of September, which is the ninth month of the calendar year. Nine means to be fruitful. It means to birth, to have productivity and progress. All right? This is the month where you will birth some things. So question, since it's the 25th, there's five days left in this month. What has you have you not birthed yet that you're about to birth in the next five days? Prophesy to yourself in prayer and say, I'm about to birth something. I'm about to birth something. And this doesn't mean a literal child, right? When you talk about birthing something, to birth it, this means I was working on something beforehand. When a woman births a child, she didn't just get pregnant today and didn't give birth today. <clears throat> this thing has been, she's been working on this for a while. You've been working on this for a while. You gotta hear me. What is God about to do in the next five days that has not happened in the first 25 days of this month? You will be fruitful, which means you will have something to show this month. We will be productive 
and we will make great progress this month in Jesus' name. That's the first thing about September. It's the ninth month of the calendar year. Number two, septum, S-E-P-T-E-M, it actually means seven. So even though it's the ninth month of the calendar year, the Greco-Roman culture that created the month that we live in, septum actually means seven, because originally it was the seventh month of the Roman calendar, just for those of you that want to know that. So every time you say September, you're really saying completion. And completion has another word in scripture called shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. This is your month to be shalom. I want to ask you again, what is it that's missing, broken, lacking, or not well today that is going to be nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well within these next five days? Just say, this is my month of shalom. You've got to speak it. Numbers 14, 28, God says, I will give you exactly what I heard you say. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of your tongue. You ready? <clears throat> Number three, this month, September, when it was created, it was named in tandem uh, with the Greco-Roman, Greek-Roman, and the Romans conquered the Greeks. It was named in tandem for their fire god, Vulcan, where we get our word volcano. So every time you say September, you're saying fire. Can you just type fire in the comments? Fire, and this is what our series has been this entire month. When fire touches something, it never, ever goes back to being the same way that it was. And I need you to hear me. This is still a month of fire. You said, well, Bishop, it's almost over. Don't you tell me. Watch me. God waited until the very last day. And this is prophecy for somebody. This is turning into prayer, prophecy, therapy, and teaching tonight. This is prophecy for somebody. If you read your Bible, the scripture says in Exodus that God remained waiting until the very last day of 430 years. It was prophesied to Abraham. Your people will sojourn in the land. They will be enslaved in this land for 430 years. The Bible says the Lord waited until the very last day of the 430 years to get them out. You better hear me, which means, watch me, your hell has an expiration date. Your issue has an expiration date. Your challenge has an expiration date. And God waited until the very last day. And for some of y'all, like, I just don't see how it's going to happen. I re we rebuke fear tonight. We rebuke doubt tonight. We rebuke unbelief tonight in us, God. We rebuke the parts of us that have given up and said, well, this, this is not going to happen for me. I need to settle with the fact that this will not be my reality. Your word says that you waited to the very day, 430 years later, you waited until that very day to get them out. That's Exodus 12 and 41. Listen to what the Bible says. At the end of 430 years, to the very day, to the very day, that's Exodus 12, 41. God says, I waited to the exact last day before I ever got them out. And for some of y'all, you're like, God, I just don't see. God's like, I don't need you to see. We walk by faith and not by sight. Dads, this is the last thing about this month of September. It's a month of fire. It's the last thing about this month of September. <clears throat> is that September, while it's the ninth month of the calendar year, it's actually the end of the spiritual year, the beginning of a new spiritual year. We just entered into a new spiritual year about a week and uh, a few days ago. We are in the midst of what are called 10 days of awe. 10 is the biblical number of divine perfection. Between the first feast, which is the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, the blowing of the trumpet, that's the Gracious Sides version of the Hebrew so far, 
you're in a brand new spiritual year. God gives us a head start, which means when the rest of the world is celebrating New Year's on December 31st, we will say we got a head start. Why does God give us a head start? Because for many of us, we were never given a head start. So when we believe in the Lord, God says, I'm finally going to give you what you never had, which was a head start. Can you really step in the comments? I have a head start. God, we have a head start on our opposition. We have a head start on the enemy. We have a head start in our family. We have a head start in business. We have a head start. I know what I just heard loud in the spirit. Somebody said, well, I don't feel like I got a head start. Let me tell you what your head start is. You said, this is other people get married. I'm going to get married. When am I going to get married? God gave you a head start by letting you see what not to marry. I just heard, I heard you loud and clear. And God said, let me interrupt this man's prayer to speak to you tonight. Who was that that said that when I said a head start? Wave at me. Because the Lord heard what you said. And just that quickly, just that quickly, he responded. Wave at me, whoever you are. Don't be saying, don't be saying. The moment I said head start, you were like, I, but I don't feel like it's a head start. Mm. You got a head start. You got a head start. Anytime, you got to hear me. God always gives you a head start because he will give you the revelation. He will give you the information that you need. I see your hand. So that I see your hand. So that you are able to have a head start. You have an advantage. You have an advantage. Well, business, I don't feel like I got a head start on my business. I've tried five times and it's failed. Ma'am, sir, you have a head start. If you tried five times and it failed, you just found five ways not to try when you start winning. That's what you just found. That's what you just found. Do you know how many times Jeff Bezos, the uh, 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 creator of Amazon, how many times his stuff didn't work and failed? Do you know how many Howard Schultz, um, the uh, chief executive, I don't know if he's a chief CEO anymore, uh, but the founder of Starbucks. You know how many times he was turned down for financing? How many times they said, this is stupid. Nobody wants a national coffee chain. What are you talking about? How do they like him now? Do you know how many times Oprah was told, you're too black and you're a woman. You, you ain't going to be look good on TV. How do they like her now? $3 billion later. Do you know how many times uh, I believe Reed Hastings, the, uh, um, the CEO of Netflix. Do, do you know the story of when Netflix was about to run out of money? Do you know the story when Netflix was just trying to get bought by Blockbuster, who laughed him out of the room? Who laughing now? Ain't no more Blockbusters. I think they had one left in Alaska somewhere, and that's gone. Y'all better come on here tonight. You put this in the comments. I have a head start. We 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 have a head start. It seems like so-and-so, they winning, and I'm trying to do the same thing. You're not going to do the same thing because you're not the same person. What you do may be similar, but it'll never be the same as what somebody else does. It'll never be the same as what somebody else does. It may be similar, but it's not the same. God, you give your people a head start. Our new is now. Let us maximize these next three months. Let the next three be better than the first nine of this calendar year. Let September, the rest of September, October, November, and December, let these months set us up for the largest, biggest, record-breaking 2024. Let it be the, the largest, biggest, record-breaking year that we have ever experienced in our lives. We have a head start. You are not behind. We are not behind. We are not behind. 
I, I hear you, Lord. Y'all just flow with me tonight in prayer. I know this has been totally different. Just flow with me tonight. I love the Lord. I love him because he can do whatever he wants to do. This is his prayer. You ready? I rebuke your age. I rebuke you thinking that you're too old. I rebuke you thinking that you don't have the strength. I heard you. I heard you. I rebuke you thinking, yeah, I should have did that when I, was a, when I was a young man. Nope. You are built to be like Caleb, the dog. Caleb. They're in the same family. Wolf's dog, same family. You're about to be like Caleb. Caleb, it is 80 said, I am just as strong today as I was back then. I rebuke you thinking you've made too many mistakes. <clears throat> I rebuke you thinking that you screwed up too much. I rebuke you thinking, I hear you, Lord, that you're damaged goods. Who said that? Who said that about themselves? Who said, I'm just damaged goods? Who said that about themselves? The Lord's coming for us tonight in prayer. And Jesus saying, we rebuke every negative thing we've spoken about ourselves or any negative thing that we've come in agreement with about ourselves. We must see ourselves the way that you see us. I see your hands. We see us the way that you see us. And you see us as redeemed. You see us as your sons and your daughters. You see us as kings and priests. That's Revelation 5.10. This means, God, you see us as spiritual and successful. Let us see ourselves that same way. In Numbers, the Hebrews saw themselves as grasshoppers. So the Bible says that they projected that onto the giants and they began to speak for their enemies. And they said that their enemies saw them in a certain way that, that their enemy never, ever said out loud. Father, we will not project our insecurities onto our enemies. And when the truth is, our enemies really fear us. We are a bigger threat than we know. We're a bigger deal than we know. I pray that we would have strength. Come on, y'all, pray with me. Share this tonight. I pray we would have strength. I pray that we would have tenacity. I pray that we would have vigor. I pray that we would have fire. That's what yesterday's word was all about, that we would get our fire back. We cannot do life without fire. We cannot go into our future and without fire. We cannot increase our finances without fire. We need your fire. Jeremiah, even after his antagonism and his hostility and his opposition, wore his fire out. Father, you didn't touch him. He just was reminded by the word. Let this word in prayer tonight remind us. It says, but it was his word that was in my heart. And it was shut up in me like a, a burning fire. You didn't touch him. Nobody laid hands on him. All he had to do, come here, is recall to his mind. It was Jeremiah that wrote that scripture in Lamentations. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. It is the, of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. So tonight, God, we recall the miracles you've done before. We recall the breakthrough you've given us before. We recall how you took us out of gutters before. We recall how you found us polluted in our own blood and you redeemed us. We recall how you pulled us out of low places. We recall how you took us from nothing. We started at the bottom and you took us to another level, but we're not done. We recall tonight in the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, let's come up for air. Everybody say amen right there. Good goodness. It's 740, and I ain't even read this scripture that I wanted to pray yet. The month of September is a month of fire. It's the ninth month of the calendar year, last month of the spiritual year. You got to hear that. Um, and in this, 
we are in these 10 days of awe from the first fall feast until the day of atonement which we will honor on wednesday we will honor on wednesday all right we'll honor that on wednesday what are we doing we're fasting on wednesday now wednesday hear me guys you cannot miss church on wednesday whether you're online or in the building you cannot miss church like and i'm so serious about this this particular the day of atonement was considered the holiest of the feasts it was the most the most prevalent and most important of the feasts so you got to you got to that's a that's an all-day fast so all day wednesday so from whatever midnight is um from tuesday and then to midnight that wednesday so all day fast now, this is not medical advice so you consult your physician all right we're going to just do we're going to go normally scripturally you go six to six because the day begins the night prior we're just going to keep it we're just going to keep it regular because i don't want anybody to get confused I want, I want everybody to be able to do it so we're just going to keep it nice and simple we're just going to go from midnight to midnight on wednesday all right water only all day okay this is not medical advice consult your physician why are you doing that, Bishop? Because the Bible says to do so during this time, um, that we are to fast on this day. And on Wednesday, again, you got to have, even if you have to rearrange your work schedule to take your lunch during the time, because you may be working something, you, you, you hear me. The, the Day of Atonement, uh, Yom Kippur was considered and is considered the holiest of the feast. Why, Bishop? It is the day God seals judgment for the next 12 months. So the new year begins, Rosh Hashanah. Day of Atonement is when God seals judgment. Why, why are you doing this, Mister? Because the kings, when they would seal something, they'd have a signet ring, and they imprint it in wax, and it seal. It would seal what was coming, which means God says, "I will finalize my decision." Hear me clearly. About so next twelve months, I finalize my decision in these ten days. He finalizes his decision. I'm going to show you what the significance of that fast is. I'm going to teach it to you on Wednesday. I'm going to teach it to you on Wednesday. You really want to stick to water only. Okay? Um, on this, again, not medical advice. It's also a position if you have questions. On this, I'm going to teach you what the Bible says happen when you fast and the other things that we do during this time of the fall feast. I'm going to teach you that on Wednesday. It's going to be amazing. All right? Water only, Wednesday, just midnight to midnight, whatever your local time zone is, because we got international folks, we got East Coast, we got West Coast, we got all that, we got everybody. So just whatever your local time is, I just want to keep it really simple. You don't want to miss this Wednesday. If you're in Denver, you'd be in the building. If you're not, you'd be online. All right, so listen, during these 10 days, it's called the 10 days of awe. During the 10 days of awe, the Bible says that we are to self-reflect and self-correct self-reflect and self-correct which means we are to check ourselves so we do not wreck ourselves how many of you can be honest at seven o'clock mountain nine o'clock eastern great question what time is church on wednesday seven o'clock mountain nine o'clock eastern what's the purpose of the fast i just actually walked through all of that and so you um if you go back and look at this it will walk you through it's the day of atonement day of atonement all right and the scripture commands us that we do that in leviticus 27. all right so listen carefully um, how many of you can be honest that during these 10 days, God has been showing you you? Wave at me. Wave at me. He's been showing you some things. He's been showing you you. He's been showing you your attitude. He's been water only. He's been showing you your attitude. He's been showing you, watch me, what needs to change. He's been showing you what you need to, who you need to forgive. And God is always doing it. But during these 10 days of awe, there is this heightened sensation. There is this heightened connectivity with God where God's like, okay, let's get this right. You ready? 
because we will not take any baggage into the next 12 months. That's our prayer. Father, we refuse. I dare you to type, I refuse in the comments. We refuse to take any baggage from the previous 12 months into the next 12 months. We refuse to take any heartache and pain. We refuse to take any bad thought processes, any bad attitudes, any bad pathologies, any bad mentalities, any bad ideologies. We refuse to take any baggage with us into these next 12 months. We refuse to do it. So Father, whatever baggage that's on us, that's in us, that you need to get off of us and from in us, we simply say, we won't fight you, we release it. We release it. We release it. We release it. Can you put that in the comments? We release it. We release it. We will not fight you. We will not argue with you. We will not go back and forth with you. We will not hold on to who we were. Yes, Lord, I hear you. I hear the Lord saying tonight in prayer, for some of you, it's not that you've been holding on to who you were. You were holding on to what you had. Oh, my. You had to fight so hard to get it that, watch me, that you have a fear that you won't have greater if you release that. But I hear you loud and clear, Lord. I'll make your ladder greater. We release the baggage. We release the baggage. I hear you, Lord. And I hear the Lord saying to us tonight in prayer. Y'all just flow with me tonight. Different flow. Let's go. We're in these feasts. It's a supernatural time. I hear the Lord loud and clear. He said, for some of you, you need to release the box that you placed yourself in. You have given yourself boundaries God never gave you. And you call it, you call it honoring God, and it's not. It is a box you placed around yourself to fit your insecurities. You put yourself in that box. You said you could only do blank. You said you could only apply for blank type of job. You said that you could only do blank. You said that it would only work blank way. You said blank. I'm not, I'm not putting profanity. I'm saying blank, fill in the blank. You did that. You did that. And I hear the Lord saying for some of for some, the baggage is simply what you put on you. The Lord did not put this on you. You put it on yourself. And I hear the Lord saying, before he seals judgment, tell him that you release it. We release it. Every box we put ourselves in, every, every box that we put our lives in, where we said it can only happen like this, it can only happen like that, shut up. We release that tonight. You are God of all flesh. Behold, is there anything? Is there anything too hard for you? Is there anything too hard for you? You are the God of all flesh. There is nothing that is too hard for you. That's Jeremiah 32 and 27. So we release ourselves from the boxes we put ourselves in. We serve a big God. We should live big lives. It's offensive to have such a big God and live a small life. It's offensive. And I don't mean big because you're stuff. You're going to have stuff and still be small. I'm talking about how you think. I'm talking about how you walk. I'm talking about how we talk. I'm talking about how people feel when they get around you. People big ought to wake up in people when they get around us. Life ought to wake up in people when they get around us. I am come that you might have life that you might have life more abundantly in Jesus name. Everybody said amen right there.
right? Listen, oh my gosh, we got 12 minutes left. So that's what we're in, these 10 days of awe. You self-reflect, you self-reflect. Don't forget, during the feast, we sow sacrificially. And if you haven't begun to pray about what you're going to release, you need to do that. Um, you'll want to get that sacrificial seed in the ground by mid-October when the last of the um, fall feast commences, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. The Bible teaches us in Leviticus 23 that we're to sow an offering by fire, which means it's a big sacrifice. Sacrifice for me is going to be different than a sacrifice for you. For somebody, the sacrifice might be 1000 it might be 10000 it might be 2000 whatever. You pray. This is a different number. Say, what's the number? I can't give you the number because I don't know what a sacrifice is for you. I can't tell you what it is for you because I don't know what a sacrifice is for you. But a sacrifice means you feel that thing. It hurts. I know the last two, the last fall feast, last spring feast, I literally, some of y'all heard me tell the story, I literally let it sit on the screen for a while. I was like, God, that's a whole lot of money. This couldn't be just, you know, I could put this on a credit card. In fact, they thought it was fraud for a while. It was too much to put on. So the, the one that I could put it on, they thought this was fraud. I had to wire it. And I'm not saying that for any self-aggrandizement or to impress anybody, because uh, I, I want my return. My return comes from the Lord. I'm saying that to say it was a sacrifice. I felt it. I felt it. But you better hit me. Ooh, but when he blessed me, I felt it. Ooh. But when he returned it, I felt that too. I felt that too. Father, make it clear what we are to sacrifice during these fall feasts. Whatever the amount is, make it clear and give us the courage to obey in the name of Jesus. So I'll tell you this, I heard the amount, I'm like, Lord, are you sure? He's sure. The enemy will never tell you to give. Because if God gives seed to the sower, then the enemy wants you to keep your seed so it becomes your harvest. Let me back to tell you that. Legina, if God gives seed to the sower, then the enemy wants you to keep your seed so that that becomes your harvest. Because Watch me, because the enemy is not interested in you being a soul. So you pray, you want to get that seed in the ground between now and mid-October when the last of the fall feast commences. But here's the scripture I wanted us to get to tonight. And it took me 51 minutes for us to get here, but we get there. Micah 2 and 13. Good God Almighty. The breaker. <laughs> Good God. The breaker goes up before them. Father, according to Micah 2.13, for a moment ago, uh, Naomi, I see your seat uh, on YouTube. A moment ago, uh, what do they call that? Super chat, so they call that? I see, but it, let's, I've never seen this before. Let me know you saw. Uh, listen carefully. Um, the other day, this scripture um, just, I think, hit me like a ton of bricks. And when I read it, I was like, wow, this is something. Um, because for many, we started prayer praying about resistance. And we gave God glory for resistance. And we told God we thank him for resistance. And if you missed the beginning of prayer, you got to go back to the beginning of prayer. But Micah 2.13 explains exactly where you and I are going to be at over these next few months. Say, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Can you just put that in the comments? This is where you and I are going to be the next few months. We're going to pray this scripture. And then it looks like that's all I'm have time to do tonight. But that's okay. We got daily pop-ups. I'm going to pray this scripture. We're going to pray this scripture. Because this is where we're at. Micah 2.13. This is where we're at. The Bible says, The breaker. Shut your mouth. The breaker goes up before them. Father, you are going before. 
for us. You are called the breaker. You're the one who opens up pathways. You are the God that breaks open the way. The Bible says that the breaker goes up before them. Mm -mm -mm. They break out, <laughs> pass through the gate and go by it. So their king goes on before them and the Lord at their head. Um, listen to me very carefully tonight, prayer. Um, most of us, we focus on doors. Lord, open this door, open this door. A door is a portal from one room to the next, from one dimension to the next. Because I can leave, you can go from your kitchen and walk through your bedroom. Those are two different dimensions. Two different dimensions. Those are two totally different dimensions. Um, one has a totally different purpose and function than the other. But when you go past the gate, you're getting every door that's in, in that gated community, that's in that city, that's in that gated area. Okay, I'm going to read this scripture again, and then we're going to pray this scripture, and then we've got to do imitations, we're going to give, and we're going to go, because it's 754. I want you to listen very carefully. If you haven't shared tonight, guys, share whatever platform you're on. This, I've been trying to get here all night in prayer. This is the one scripture I got for you tonight. We pray lots of scriptures, but this is the one we're going to focus on. All right, I'm going to read it to you um, from a different version, from a different version. This is the Aramaic. The path maker. God, you are clearing the path for us. What does this mean? God is going to make it so easy for you to know what to do. You will not have any lack of clarity because he's going to make it so easy for you to do what you need to do. You're going to know clearly. So you pray, is this person? I don't know. So I trust this person or that person. He's going to make it so that the one you can't trust goes away. Lord said, I do this, or said, I do this. He's going to make it so that the other option is not even an option anymore. Come on here. He's the path maker. He's the breaker. Okay, this is Aramaic. Let me read you this person. The path maker went up before them, which means, God, you go ahead of us. Where we step next, you've already stepped. What we do next, you've already gone. What we walk in next, you've already walked in. The path maker went up before them. Say he went up before us. He went up before us. He went up before us. They have broken forth. Pay attention. They didn't just break through. They broke forth. Father, we speak Micah 2.13. We're not just breaking through. We're about to break forth. Oh, my God. We are about to break forth. It says he breached a breach. And they crossed and they went in on, uh, went out in it. What is, what, what, what? They went out in it on what? In the path and in the bridge that he created. In other words, God, you made a path for us, but you're also making an opening for us. Oh my God. You're making an opening for us. You're making an opening for us. You're making an opening for us. Which means, watch me, this wasn't on the schedule. This wasn't on the plan. This wasn't, this, this, this doesn't even make sense how we did this. You're creating an opening for us. God, you are creating an opening for us. For some of you, you better hear me. He's about to create a job opening for you. Nobody else is going to know about this because they're only going to contact you about it. He's going to create a home opening for you. 
They call those pocket listings in real estate where everybody don't know because it didn't hit the, it didn't hit the multiple listing service the MLS. Everybody don't know about it. It is open for you. You create an opening for us. For us. You are the path maker. You are the breaker. And you create a path. You create a breach for us. A breach literally implies that they got through and they shouldn't have. This is about to be a God did it moment. This is about to be a nobody did this but the Lord. This is about to be, I can't believe it myself except God did it. This is going to be a, this don't make no sense type of a moment. In the name of Jesus, let me give you one more scripture, or one more reading of this scripture. One more reading of this scripture. Let me give it to you. Let me give it to you. Um, let me see. Let me give you one more scripture. If this is blessing, you just say yes, Lord, in the comments. Let me read it to you one more way. All right, let me, GWT. The Lord will open the way and lead them. Father, you lead us. How did you lead the children of Israel? They did not know exactly where they were going. So you led them by a pillar of fire by night, a pillar of cloud by day, which means they had to stay consistently connected to you in order to know exactly what to do. Lord, let our connection, cuff us, come on here, God, Lock that connection in with you. Let our connection be so tight with you that if you so ever shift one direction, we, we shift with you. If you so ever move one, lock this in us, God. You're the path maker. And you lead, watch me, and our path won't be everybody else's path. Do not let us compare our lives to anybody right now. I rebuke comparison. Can you put that in the comments? I will not compare. I will not compare. I will not compare. I will not compare. Mm -mm. If he's your path maker, this means your path is not going to match somebody else's path. Stop looking at what he did for somebody else that might not be the way he does it for you. Come on, put that in the comments. I rebuke comparison. Quintana, I rebuke comparison. You cannot compare yourself to other people. He's your path maker. I'm always careful. Let me just say this real quick before I read this last thing. Um, Stephanie, I'm always cognizant that I do not listen um, to comparative speech. I don't compare me and what God's called me to do to anyone else. My assignment is not anyone else's. My grace is not anyone else's. My favor is not anyone else's. My path is not anyone else's. What do you look like having a path God has made for you and you trying to compare your path to somebody else's path that he made for them? This is like you coming in my closet and trying to put on a jacket that was custom cut for me. This thing was cut for me. It's cut for me. And you putting it on like, this don't really fit me. This don't really work for me, you know, but I can work with work. work. Listen, it ain't cut for you. It's cut for me. God is cutting a path for you. And for some of you, you miss your path because you're busy comparing to other people's path. Who am I talking to right now in prayer? Who am I talking to right now in prayer? You miss your path because you're busy saying, well, look at what so-and-so. That's so-and-so. You, is your name so-and-so? Hmm? 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 That's your name? No. That's your name. So stop comparing your path to somebody else's path because that is not your path. That is not your path.
I, I saw it went black on Facebook. It should be back up now. I don't know why I did that. Uh, the Holy Ghost speaking. That's why I tried this. Okay. All right. Let me finish this verse. Let me finish this verse. The Lord will open the way. God, you open the way for us and lead them. God, you lead us. They will break out, go through the gate and leave. Look at me. It says they will go through the gate. Type the gate. The gate means here's why you've had trouble with doors. Because doors weren't what he wanted to give you. I got to wrap this up. Doors were never what he wanted to give you. This is why you knocked on doors. And guys, like, I, okay. And like, why aren't these doors opening? I knocked on this door, didn't open. I knocked on this door, didn't open. I knocked on this door, didn't open. God says, I wasn't trying to give you no door. <clears throat> I wanted to give you the gate. Because, watch me, because if I give you the gate, you become the gatekeeper. Come on, prayer. Please hear me. You become the gatekeeper, which means you control the doors. When you're the gatekeeper, you control the doors of everything that's in the realm of the gate. Pay attention to what your Bible says. He says, I gave them the gate, the gate, the gate. For some of you all, your frustration has been that you were knocking on what was less than what he ordered had ordained. While you crying over a door, God says, here's the gate. I've given you the gate. I've given you the gate. Because I've given you the gate, this means you have the doors. You possess the doors because you are the gatekeeper. The gate. Y'all better hear me. Say, the gate is opening for me. Make it plural. Gates are opening for us. Okay? Let me make this really pragmatic for you. It's 803. We got to go. Uh, a door only takes you one room to the next, one dimension to the next, one thing to the next. If there's a gate, if you've ever lived in a gated community, if you live in a home that has gates, if you go to a job where they gate it in, what is the gate there for? It means everything that's in that realm, run that. Run that. If you know I'm talking to you because it just answered some of your frustration, put a praise to God in the comments. Put a put a praise to God in the comments. You, you're not going to be no doorkeeper, man. You're going to be the gatekeeper. Run that. Run that. God stretched our faith to the capacity of the gate, not the door. Not the door. Not the door. In Jesus' name, we got to go. Y'all, please go read that scripture. Lord, please go read that scripture. Please go read that scripture. Micah 2.13. Last two things I want to do. If prayer blessed you tonight, I want you to sow into it. Two seeds tonight. Two, what? Did y'all see them balloons just pop up on the screen? What is that? That is so cool. Did y'all see them balloons pop up on the screen? Who did that? I didn't do that. Did y'all see that on Facebook and YouTube? That is so crazy. Or did I just, was I the only one that just saw that? I'm talking about YouTube. And Facebook got it. Did anybody else see that? What the word? Did y'all see that? Somebody talk to me in the comments over there. You saw them too, Christy? Okay. That's so weird. I have no clue what that is. I didn't do it. Y'all saw it too? That is so crazy. I didn't do anything. No one has control over this but me. That's so crazy. Wow. Come on. It's about to be a celebration. I know TikTok, y'all couldn't see it. Instagram, y'all couldn't see it. That is crazy. Wow.
That is so crazy. Just release this. There's a celebration coming. That is so crazy to me. Like, what is that? I didn't touch anything. Wow. iPhones. No, this is not an iPhone. This camera's an iPhone. This is not. So it says them iPhones. Don't make this an Android versus Apple thing. Because at least the Apple had a celebration. Listen, last two things. Two seats tonight. Two seats. Two seats tonight. Two seats. There's a 26 and there's a 52. Um, you either cover your next six, uh, your next six months, or you cover your next year. Two seats tonight. I'm showing 52. I'm covering the next 12 months of my life, and I'm just speaking Micah 2:13 over the next 12 months of my life. That the breaker is going to go before me. He is making a breach for me. He's making a path for me, and I'm getting gates. Give me gates. So you do which one you want to do. You do 26, or you do 52. So Bishop, I don't have either seat. Get as close as you can to him. And this be your Micah 213C. How can you sell? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Home with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Hello at harvestchurch.church or cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Home with the number two. All right. And I also encourage if you don't have our app, get our app. Can somebody put that over here so I can pin it? Text Harvest to 55498. Can somebody put that over here on TikTok? I maybe missed it. Thank you, Christy. Text Harvest to 55498. Somebody put that over here. Last and certainly not least, tonight, if you are not a Christian, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. If you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, tonight's your night to do that. And last is like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure wherever you're at, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. When I count to three, you're going to do the hairy emoji, and you're going to say it's me. Everybody that's saved, everybody that's a Christian already, here's what I need you to do. Don't get off the stream yet. We're just about done. No, we're six minutes over. We're just about done. Can I get you to begin to pray? That people would come to the Lord, that scales would fall off our eyes, scales would fall off our ears, and that people would come to the Lord tonight. Not tomorrow, not next year, right now. One, two, three, wherever you're at. You do that hand of emoji or you say it's me. So true. Tomorrow is not promised. And tonight is your night. Today is the day of salvation. Yesterday in Denver, people got saved. Um, people got saved in Denver. Um, people got saved in Atlanta. People got saved online. In three different locations yesterday, people came to the Lord. Wherever you are at, you do the hand wave emoji or you say, it's me. Wherever you're at, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure I see you. There's one. There's one. Wherever you are at, wherever you are at, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. You are, you've got it right. You're in a safe place. You are in a safe place. You're in a safe place wherever you're at. Guys, while people are still responding tonight, again, two seats, 26 or 52, you pick and call it your Micah 213. I'm covering my next 52 weeks, so I'm doing 52. Maybe you want to just cover your next six months. You do that. So, Bishop, I don't have that. Get something in the ground. I encourage everybody to sow. I'm a sower. I'm a giver. I never teach you to ask people to do what I do not do. You give seed to the sower. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know there's more than one. There's at least two more of you. There's at least two more of you that need to respond to that. What is up with these balloons? That is crazy to me. Maybe it's because somebody's typing them in their comments or something, but why would it let everybody see it? Because I can't control that. There's two right there. Wherever you are at, wherever you are at, there's at least one more of you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Tonight's your night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count down from five, then we're going to pray. Five, four, three, two, 
There's one more. You. There's one. I want to recommit myself to the Lord. There's number three right there. There's number the overflow. There's number four right there. Somebody, you got your hand on the button. You're like, but this is between me and God. I want to keep this between me and God. Actually, it's not. Jesus said, if you deny him publicly, he'll deny you. All I know is I don't want to be denied by the Lord. I don't want to walk, hey, Jesus. You're like, oh, I'm that mark. There's five right there. Wherever you're at, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure you can do the hand with remote your says to me. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. God, if you just prayed that prayer, we celebrate you. Heaven celebrates you. The Bible says that the angels are rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. Where just one comes back to the Lord. And so we thank God for the five tonight um, across all platforms. I want to encourage you, text the word HARVEST to 55498 and you enter the option for salvation. And when you do that, we're going to shoot your message right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. The name of this seed is your Micah 213 seed. I'm speaking that over my next 52 weeks. Because we're in a new spiritual year. I'm speaking that over my next 52 weeks that the breaker goes ahead of me, that he is preparing a way for me. He's making a breach for me. I get the gate and the Lord is at my head and leading me. I want the gates. Now I understand why doors, some doors won't open. God is like, why do you want just that when I want to do more for you? And sometimes to do more, I got to take you through more. But once you get to the other side of the more I took you through, you'll see that I gave you more. And there's more to the story. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow for the pop-up. Again, thank you for your prayers. Got back uh, to Denver today, and uh, our pop-up will be tomorrow. Um, what time is it? Got to have an app, so you know we're going live. Text Harvest to 55498. I love you. I pray that you have an amazing night, um, and uh, I'll see you for the pop-up. Again, get your feet in the ground. Yes, I see your question. You can use the cash app. Dollar sign Bishop form with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, or give a the email us hello at harvestchurch.church. Come on here, Mike. Prosperous and fruitful. Have a good night, everybody. Shalom. See you on the pop-up tomorrow. See you, TikTok. See y'all over here. Love you guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.